That's reason. weird. That's probably a good thing, ultimately. I'm not sure why. <laughs> How about now? Can you see? Okay, you oh, can yeah, see that's better. Okay, you can see my full face now. But now now you're like only filling out vertically the space. You want me to go back horizontally? Yeah, yeah. Go back horizontally, man. Come on. There we go. We need the full dude. We're talking to the two four seven fighting championships pro featherweight champion. We need the full face. What what's that? I miss, I missed what you said. Oh damn! It was such a good lead in too, man. That sucks. I said we're talking to the two four seven pro featherweight champion. Like, how good does that sound? Oh, it sounds amazing to me, dude. We know that like, sound the thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it truly is. We know how much that meant to you, man. That fight meant a whole lot. Your whole career, like, what did the days the days after that fight? What were they like for you? Did you just kind of? think about it all the time did you sleep with the belt like what was the celebration uh more relaxing than anything like just felt like uh it felt like the weight of the world was lifted off your shoulders you know what i mean nice was it i know like i I talked to cody garbrandt back in the day and he was always like his whole life he wanted the belt wanted the belt always wanted to be a ufc champion and then when it happened it like didn't change his life maybe in the ways that he thought it would or wasn't what it, what he thought it would be. What was it like that for you where it was this grind and grind and now it's just kind of you're this you're the same old Ethan Goss right back to work? Uh I mean pretty in the in that sense pretty much, you know. Nothing was going to change. Like somebody asked me something and I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I didn't get any more girlfriends and my my Peter didn't get any bigger from it, so I don't know." <laughs> That's a shame, man. I thought you at least got a couple inches extension after you won the belt. I've been lied I, to. I thought that was coming too, but I don't know. The older I'm getting, the more shriveling. Sorry. Sorry, Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good lead-in, man, because obviously we got this uh, May 14th show coming up in Johnstown looking to be a banger of a card, and it's hard to imagine a Johnstown fight card without Ethan Goss, but you're missing it for a very good reason. So go ahead and let the good people know why you won't be fighting May 14th. Uh, yeah, I would love to be on the card. I wish I was, wish I was, but uh, I'm getting married to my wife to be Kaylee um, the weekend after the show. So the coaches and stuff was like, no, we don't want you on that card. You know, you're going to, you're going to be scatterbrained and pulled 50 million directions. Like we want you focused. So, I'll be there still. I'll be in a corner for Sheldon and Dan, um, but I won't be. I won't be fighting, unfortunately. That's awesome. I mean, we would obviously love to have you, but as far as reasons to miss it, kind of hard to argue that one. We wouldn't want you, you know, like with a black eye in your wedding photos or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I love like the Gorilla House fights that we have lined up for May fourteenth. You kind of. I don't know this podcast. It's not live right now, but it'll come out tomorrow and uh, or today. If you guys are listening, obviously Friday and uh, you, you just kind of dropped a bombshell on them there. They know about the Dan Albright fight, but you just shared another teammate that's fighting. And uh, let's 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 navigate it this way, because I don't know if the announcement will be made. So don't talk about the opponent, but let's talk about Sheldon. Obviously, you already said it. We can announce that Sheldon Nyoff going to be fighting. It's going to be an interesting fight for him, right? Like a little out of the normal. And actually, you were the head matchmaker on this one. So how did it feel to play matchmaker? 
Uh, you know what, man? There's like, and Ryan's asked me before, like, hey, man, when you're done, like, would you be interested in matching? And like, I wouldn't want to be a full blown matchmaker, but like, all I do is I just like, I see two guys that I think would make a great fight. You know what I mean? And when I say great fight, like, I'm thinking, you know, fan friendly fight, like something that's going to be great for the fans. So I pitched that idea, and that's what I've seen for Sheldon. You know, I've, I've seen you guys post on uh, the Are You Looking for a Fight page, and I've seen two of the guys on there, and I see, and one, obviously I knew one was my guy, Sheldon, and uh, another guy, and I was like, you know what? Like, I think that would be a good good fight. Like, that would mm-hmm. be a good fight to watch. It'd be a good matchup. I think it's winnable for Sheldon. Um, I think it's a great fight. So I text Rand Darren, and – said, hey, like, what do you think about this matchup? And they were like, yeah, yeah, I think it would work. Like, That's let's awesome. check with Sheldon. And uh, I think I texted you and was like, hey, man, I'm on the hook with something. Like, I'll let you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a couple hours later, bam, we got and a fight. You texted me that, and not 10 minutes later, the other fighter who you guys will know soon enough who Sheldon's fighting texted me as well and is like, hey, Who's the 205er on that list that you're looking for? Because uh, I tell him to start eating and, and come fight me. So yeah. it's, it's awesome, man. Like that came together. It's funny how like a fresh set of eyes can help. Cause obviously we've been matching this card for a while now, getting fights put together. Like it never crossed our mind to even propose that fight. And then once it was out there, it was like, holy crap. Like this is an awesome fight. I cannot wait for that fight, man. It's such a good matchup. So I appreciate you throwing it out there and kind of getting the wheels in motion. Because I think, like you said, we went from needing fights for these guys to now having, I think probably the most exciting fight on the card. (laughs) Like that's, that's going to be a banger. Yeah. Like I just, I think it's going to be an awesome fight for the fans. I think everybody's going to love seeing the show. Um, I think that fight has the potential of being, you know what I mean? Fight of the night on the whole card. Um, so it's a, it's a great matchup, exciting fight. Like I said, it just light bulb went off in my head when I seen it. So I was like, "Hey!" So, and they say that fighting hurts your brain. Look at that; that brain is working just fine. <laughs> you can't be getting hit hard, though. That's the, that's the key to it. You can't be getting hit hard, dude. To that point, perfect transition because I know we talked about you being the champ and everything, but. I haven't really talked to you about the fight itself. And all I'm going to say is whenever that fight was over, Kevin Barberina's corner men were coming out of the cage and um, like literally at the end of the fight coming out of the cage and didn't really say it to me, but said it in my direction. They were like, that's the best that guy ever looked like watching your tape, watching everything. They were like, who did we just fight? Like, that's not the guy that we were watching tape on, dude. You, you genuinely hit a different level in that fight. We've never seen you've always, obviously we respect your skills immensely. We know you're an amazing fighter, but it, it was on a different level that day. Like, were you feeling different? Like, like what happened there? Um, not really. I mean, it was a little while back, you know, I, I more like, it. so what I've been telling everybody is like the last piece of the puzzle for me was the mental click. You know what I mean? And, uh, that's just all it was. You know, going in, you know, I already had I had to win over Gaffney. I had that win over Sudo, and I knew what kind of caliber fighter Sudo was. You know what I mean? Where I was, I was a big underdog in that fight too. And uh, so, going in, like I knew 
how good I was. You know what I mean? And like I said, to, I think I said to Kavanaugh or I said to somebody, um, you know, the difference this time for me was, you know, I'm not just a contender. I already know I'm a champion. Nice. So, and that mental click for me was mainly the main part. Um, I was on par, you know, as far as conditioning. I was on par as far as the whole training camp. You know, I, mean, I basically did two training camps back to back with very little, like maybe a two week break in between it. When I say two week break, I'm still in the gym, I'm still training, but it just wasn't like a hardcore, like we're in camp training. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't want to burn myself out cause that can happen. You know, if you take a fight, you know, eight, 10 weeks notice, you know, if you go too hard early, you're gonna burn yourself out. Cause everybody signs, a, you know, they sign a contract, they get all excited. They're ready to go. They're ready to fight. But, uh, you know, I kind of eased back into it and we got rolling full steam, you know, about six weeks out and, um, you know, everything was just, everything was clicking, you know, everything in the gym was clicking. My, you know, my technique, everything was just moving perfectly. Um, and at the fight itself, like like I told Ryan, like, you know, this is just another day to me anymore because it's it's I'm literally doing what I do every single day. There's just more people watching now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to the, you know, we were in the back and like, I, I don't do the whole, you know, slap myself in the face, hype myself up. You know what I mean? Yell, scream. I just, that ain't my, that ain't me. That ain't my demeanor. Some guys that works for it, but it doesn't. For me, it's it's forced if I'm doing it. Um, so I just chill. You know what I mean? I'm in the back. I chill. We don't even talk about the fight. We don't talk about doing anything. You know what I mean? We just hang out. We pick on each other. We laugh. We joke. Um, then it comes time to get wrapped. You get wrapped. Then you start getting into the zone. As your hands are getting wrapped, you start you know zoning in a little bit. And you put your gloves on and you do your first warm-up. And uh, we do a hard warm-up. And I probably did 15, 20 minutes straight of a, a hard warm up and by the time it was done I wasn't even breathing heavy. Like I was fresh as could be after that hard twenty minute warm up. And it was just, you know, the cherry on the top at that point. It was like, yeah, this is this is just it. This is this is my it, night. There's no denying it. It was like from the opening bell, it was clear, man. The way you just took control, the center of the cage, the way you were controlling the striking, the grappling, everything that was happening, it just seemed like it was happening on your terms, you know. The one thing that stood out to me from the from the jump were those freaking the body kicks, man. I hadn't really seen that from you. Was that did you identify something in his game ahead of time that you thought he would be susceptible to the body, but there was like a very it seemed conscious decision by you to attack his body? Not no, not not in a build up because there really wasn't much footage of you know, him striking, he mainly come out and engaged into a clinch, you know what I mean? Rushed into a clinch, him or the other guy he was fighting, you know, they ran it up in a clinch and it was more of a grappling match. Um, I knew he had good clinch, you know, and I knew he had good takedowns out of the clinch. But as, so as I got in there, I mean, every fight you're in, there's in-ring adjustments. There's, mm-hmm. there's just, that's just how it is. Every single fight, there's in-ring adjustments. So I necessarily didn't go in, you know, planning to fight the way that I fought. I, I didn't go in thinking like, okay, I'm going to take this guy down and you know what I mean? Beat him up on the ground. Like that was not part of my plan. It was just <laughs> the, it was the opportunity that presented itself to me during the fight. Um, yeah. As far as the body kicks go, as soon as we started moving, I seen he was carrying his elbow high. You know what I mean? And it was just something I picked up. I'm like, all right, he's, he's holding his elbow high. 
which is leaving that body open. And if you notice, like I opened with a high kick and the high kick landed, like it landed good. Um, you know, he got his hand up for the block, but it, everything, you know, he still took the brunt of the shot. And uh, therefore it's like, okay, well, now I'm going to start targeting the body off of it. He did really good. At, so like every time I come forward, he backed out. I mean, as good as those body kicks were, they could have been better because mm-hmm. he was backing out so far. So most all of them were landing on my foot instead of the mm-hmm. shin where I would have wanted it to. Even the leg kicks, he was backing out so hard. You know, I was, I was still landing. They were still getting good crack, good pop, but they just they weren't full potential like they could have been. So, yeah. Yeah, there were there were quite a few that I was thinking, you know, would put him down, honestly, like the kind of liver shot that you see put a guy down. And to his credit, man, he was eating them and he was still there for the whole 15 minutes. He was firing back and and in the fight for sure. I mean, we knew he was a tough guy for sure going in. Super Uh, tough. Yeah. Nothing but respect, man. Did you get a chance? I, I wanted to follow up with you. Did you get a chance to get beers with him or his team? Because his, his corner men were freaking hilarious, man. They were amazing to work with. Did, did you get a chance to hang out with them? Yeah. So that literally I went to the back, you know what I mean? And the first thing I did was put my stuff down. I got in a cooler, I grabbed a beer and I immediately took it over to him. Um, it was, you know, I said, I'd drink a beer with them. I was going to drink a beer with them. So I immediately took him a beer and, you know, and we kind of had a brief chat there and, you know, I went about my way and he went about his, but, uh, you know, we, we talked about the fight, you know, briefly there for a second. I was like, man, I don't know. like you're tough, like tough, tough. Cause I know, I mean, not only did that one body shot land flush that hurt him, he rushed in after it and I timed the knee literally same shot to the body. You know what I mean? And that was when he was – that was probably the most he was hurt because he, you could see he was going in, and I clipped him with a knee to the face, and then that was when he fell backwards in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, like, the rest of the round went, um, when he got back to his feet and we separated, you know, I felt – I thought that I felt that I might have grazed his eye when I pushed off of him, and he said he got poked in the eye, so they stopped the fight. And I could just instantly tell by his body language, like, he's like, oh, fuck. Like mm-hmm. this sucks. Like this ain't this ain't where I wanted to be. Right? I guess real early, but he wouldn't go away. You know what yeah. I mean? He was too he was too tough. You know, to to be able to crumble to that mentality, and that says a lot about a guy like him. You know, he started out had a rough first two minutes. You know what I mean? He was pretty banged up. He was welded up. And I was swelled shut, but he would not go away. Like he yep. was still trying to implement his game plan, and uh, the more he kept like trying to get me to the fence, the more it was like, okay, well, I'm not staying on the fence. So I turned them and then the foot sweep worked real easy in the second round. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go right back to, I know what's working. I'm going to go back to what's working. And uh, I wish I would have turned up the pace, especially in that third round. Um, Cause I was fresh as fresh could be, you know, in that third round. And you know, he was breathing heavy, breathing pretty heavy after the first. And, uh, you know, I wish I would have turned up the pace and tried to put a higher pace on him, but it is what it is. I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to be my worst critic. I'm going to sit there and, you know, pick myself apart no matter how, how good I might do or how good I might look. Right. As we would expect, we expect nothing else from a pro such as yourself, man. It was like we said, it, it was a different level of Ethan Goss. The conditioning was one thing, but just everything, man. Anybody who can go back and watch that fight will see exactly what we're talking about. It was a super complete performance. And then 
you even capped it off with a perfect in-ring call out. Uh, <laughs> so I want to talk about that because I want to put it on the record. Like, dude, I invited Cody law to the, I like Cody law a lot. Like a lot. We we've hung out had whiskey. Like I love this guy. I love where his careers go. And I just like, like him as a person. So I invited him to the fights cause I knew he was still in town before going back to Florida. So like I invited him to the fights, got, got him the seats there. And then you called him out. And in my mind, I'm like, bro, he probably thinks I invited him just so Ethan could call him out. Now I'm like, dude, I'm like, Cody Law is going to kick me in the head the next time I see him. Now. <laughs> but, dude, it was a perfect call out because it was respectful. You were, you know, nothing against your skills. Like, I know you're talented, but this is the fight I want. Like, what about that fight is so intriguing to you? Because I know this one's been on your radar for a while. Um. Yeah, so I have nothing against Cody. You know what I mean? Nothing, nothing personal, nothing at all. Um. I think the kid's talented. I think he's athletic. Um, but I think he's been gifted. When I say gifted, I mean he's been gifted a lot of easy fights. And to be gifted those easy fights and then get a rank like he did in the Bellator top 10, like, come on, man. You know what I mean? I, I know the guys you fought. Like, you fought your, – your debut was against a flyweight. Your next two fights were against Bantamweights. And your last fight was against James Adcock, so don't get me started on him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're going to give him a – I think he's number nine rank now. When And then when you got guys like Nick Brown, who's destroying good people in Bellator, and he's not ranked in the top ten, he holds a 17-second knockout win over the number one guy at 155. Like, my point is, you know, Cody hasn't swam with sharks yet. And from my first fight in, you know what I mean? As an amateur, I've been swimming with sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I've said, the big difference is, you know, Cody bought in. He's, he's more or less bought in. He went the, you know, the business route and all that stuff. And, and nothing wrong with that. You know, more power to him. Um, I'm happy for him. I'm glad he's making money. You know what I mean? I'm glad he's doing his thing. Like, I don't get, you know, I don't get my rocks off to him failing or anyone failing by any means. Um, but I was forged in the fire, you know, there's a, there's a difference there and giving someone to fight, giving somebody that's going to test him and who better than me, you know, because that is going to be one hell of a tough fight, not just for him, but for me as well. Mm -hmm. Cody's fast. He's talented. He's athletic, but let's have that fight. Let's see who's the best. Man, I love that fight. And for me, it feels like, you know, mom and dad are fighting or something. Like, I don't want either of you guys to lose. Obviously, I love both you guys and, and want the best for your careers. But you're exactly right. In the, in Purely as a matchup, it's such a good matchup, man. It really is. And it's crazy that both of you are where you are in your careers right now. Like, it honestly makes sense, too. It not only is a good matchup, but, like, it literally makes sense. Like you said, he needs that kind of big test to get to the next level. Yeah. Like, you, you are that test. So here's the thing. I mean, if you're going to put him in the top 10, you can't spoon feed him no more. That's mm-hmm. it. Like now you've got to start giving him something. And if they don't want to get, I mean, they, them top 10 guys in Bellator are killers, like killers, killers. Like, and, and they all, like Cody has six fights. The rest of them have, you know, 13 or more. So what are you going to do? Are you going to give them, you know, a tougher guy that's not ranked? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it looks somewhat beatable. You know, to me, that would be the route to go if I was Bellator and I'm still trying to build them. 
Yeah. You know, give them a guy that's, you know, a guy like myself, a guy with a winning record, a guy that's tough, a guy that fought, you know, tough guys. And his losses are tough guys. So why not? You know what I mean? Why not? Why not give it a try? So. Yeah, I think Bellator should release him from his contract for one fight and let us do a two four seven title fight with you two. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. But yeah, dude, it is. I mean, it's an awesome matchup and it's an interesting dynamic. And I and I love, like you said, the respect that you're paying him. And I'm sure he feels the same way because I, I texted him, you know, about that after the fights, and he loved it. Like he he loved everything about it. He recognizes how skilled you are and and was excited to be there and everything. So. It's cool, man, to see the mutual respect where it doesn't have to be like you guys hate each other and you're fighting for, yeah. you know, whatever. It's not like that with you guys, which is awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, it's literally, there's, like I said, there's no ill will, no hard feelings whatsoever. I, I don't know Cody really on that personal of a level. Like I said, so how could I dislike a guy that I don't know? But I think I could beat him. And I'm <laughs> sure he thinks he could beat me. And that's what makes fights interesting. Two guys that think they can beat each other. Right? Exactly. It is interesting with him being kind of a Johnstown boy and everything that you guys didn't cross paths. I, like, it's surprising well, to me that you guys don't know each other better. So, well, I mean, he was he was in wrestling. I mean, he wrestled and all that stuff. Like, he was – like, I was a professional while he was still on college wrestling. Yeah, like, that's true. You started I mean, super I've been, early, the, yeah. I've been in the game 10 years now. And uh, I, had to, I had to work my way from scratch – to get to where I'm at. And, uh, you know, he had a little bit more of a, more of a paved road than I had. He was able to have, he had five amateur fights. Um, he didn't really, and like I said, I'm not, I'm not talking shit. I'm stating facts. Um, as an amateur, he didn't, he didn't beat anybody that even had a winning record. And then he went down and got hooked up with American top team. They got him signed, you know, his management team or whoever it was got him signed with Delator before he ever even had a pro fight. Okay, great. You know what I mean? Now he's six fights in, but they haven't tested him yet. Like, not even close to have tested him yet. I think one kid he fought has been okay since fighting Cody. The rest of them have been pretty pretty awful. Um, but, like I said, I'm not talking shit. I'm stating facts. So, why not give him a tough guy now? Yeah. Dude, it's an awesome fight. I guess it kind of, you know, the question's right there for your future. You know, we obviously want you to defend the title, and we would love to have another fight for you. But what we love even more than that, you know, Ryan and I have said this in the past with Kama, with John DeJesus, with the guys who win our pro titles, they get signed to Bellator, the UFC, or PFL, wherever it might be. Like, that, we would love to see you take that step as well. Like, where's your head right now? Where You I, you obviously got a wedding coming up. That's dominating your headspace, I'm sure. But in terms of your career, what, what do you want for your next step? Um, you know, we, we talked with the management team, uh, Tuesday and, uh, you know, we, we talked about, you know, what the reality is of, of getting signed or, you know what I mean? And all that stuff. So as of right now, like I told the management team, I'm not doing anything until after June because I have a wedding late in June that I'm also in for one of my good friends. So it's like, I, I got too much outside stuff tying me up, tying like my, you know, mentality up and stuff to try to be able to train through it. But after that, it's, it's game on. So if, if it doesn't look like anything's going to pop up or get signed or, you know what I mean, I ain't going to get a Bellator call or anything like that, then I'm going to defend the ground. Um, right. 
going to come back 247 and I'm going to defend the crown and I'll keep defending the crown until I get signed. You know what I mean? I think two more wins because I'm on a three fight win streak now. I think two more wins. There's a very, and this is what the management team said that we spoke with. Like there's, you know, there's a very, very good possibility then that I get picked up next year. You know, if I get yeah. pumped out two more wins this year. So uh, that'll be the, it, like I said, if nothing happens soon, like in the near future, like I'm not going to sit there and wait for it. I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep doing what I do and I just put my nose down and grind. Nice. And, uh, you know, I'll defend the crown. Nice, man. And, and I mean, anybody who watches that fight, like, again, just go back and watch Ethan's fight against Kevin Barbarina. Like, you can't watch that fight and not see a UFC Bellator level fighter like that. Everything you displayed there. And that's Ryan and I were talking about it right after the fight. We were like, dude, that was a that was Ethan at the highest level. Like we saw it right there. Like that was a high level mixed martial artist right there. So if you rattle off two more wins on top of what you've already got going, you're right. Like. I would almost feel bad putting you in another two four seven title fight at that point. Like, dude, you don't need to fight for us anymore at that point. Like, that's pretty undeniable, I think. Yeah, it's, there's just there's a lot of politics behind it, you know, like Instagram followers and all that stuff. That's one of the things I'm not the greatest at is I'm I'm a pretty busy guy, so I'm not really one. And then like I've been posting more since the fight, like because I know that, like okay, like I gotta pick that up, so. If uh, if anybody if you're watching this and you don't follow me, you know on on Facebook, Ethan Goss on Instagram, uh, it's Ethan Goss nine. Um, you know what I mean? Give my Instagram a follow and stuff. You see some, you see some good stuff. You see raccoons. You see dogs. You see me doing excavating work, uh, and you see some fight stuff. So that's awesome. Here I'll try. I'll share the screen for the good people at home. There Here you go. go, Ethan Goss nine. Look at this. The title. Here we go. Good little family, gorilla house family shot with the belt. Look at the look at all those killers, man. You guys have truly built, you know, it's kind of incredible to talk about the team that you guys have built there and what you've done in Altoona. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm I'm sitting here at the table in shin guards and stuff in my, my gear right now. And as we're here talking, they're up there working. That's crazy. Well, I mean, you guys never stop. And definitely the the whole crew you got out there is a testament to all that hard work because just, you know, looking at that picture, six, seven people in that picture that have really promising careers happening right now. And obviously you just won the belt. Cam held the belt. And we obviously think the world of Cam and Sid and Sheldon and Caden's coming up. Dan's got the fight coming up. Like the crew is filthy right now, man. Yeah, dude, we're, uh, you know, so we're, we're bringing basically building something here in Altoona that hasn't been here in years, you know, um, back in the back in the day when MMA first got big and there was you know more shows happening, you know they had some guys and they had some fighters that were you know decent fighters, but like it died off. Where I was the only one left for a while. Like I when I got started, it was kind of the tail end of that that first era, we'll call it. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know they, a lot of those guys are older now and retired or faded away, or stopped you know stopped training and all that stuff. And, uh, it was just me for a while. And uh, when I say, wow, I mean years, like it was just me for years and uh, kind of ran like a bootleg, you know, program with just one guy and, you know, having a, a hobbyist as a training partner. And uh, now we're, we're building, now we got a team, you know, now we're building, now yeah. we got good guys. We got guys winning fights. So yeah. it's, it's awesome to see. It really is. 
and good from the whole spectrum. You know, beginning amateurs like Caden has one fight, and obviously I'm sure he's going to want to fight again soon once he heals up and once he's done with college wrestling and everything. He'll have a promising career all the way up to a guy like you, you know, a pro title holder. You guys got the full spectrum of, of talent bodies there, big, little. Sid is a killer in the female division. She's going to do amazing things when she turns pro eventually. I mean, you, it truly is, like you said, you guys have built something really special there in Altoona, man. I'm sure you're very proud of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's just it's, – it's great to see it grow. It's great to see it come back. And uh, even – even when I'm done, like I'm in too deep to not be a part of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm part of what they call like the 10 year club. Now I've been doing this for 10 years. So, um, I'm in too deep. So that like in, in the next few years, however long it might be five years, whatever it is, whenever I decide to finally retire, um, you know, it'll be my turn to give back, mm -hmm. you know, to, to what everybody gave to me. And that's one of the things I'm big on is, you know, helping other people out and giving back, giving somebody else the same opportunity that was given to me. That's what it's all about. And I think that character, you know, that says a lot about who you are as a fighter as well. You know, I don't not to, you know, dive too deep into it or look too philosophically at it, man. But I think your fighting career really shows that, too. It's very unselfish. Like like you were saying, the whole the Cody Law dynamic and you constantly facing killers. You you may be you may be to a fault took fights that you shouldn't have early in your I, career. Yeah, you know I guarantee I, mean? I shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a little little too unselfish all the way through. But I, I think, again, that's kind of helped mold you to where you are now, where if somebody just looks at your tapology and sees your record, you know, they might be like, ah, whatever. But if they actually watch your last three fights, going to tell a totally different story, man. Like you're, you're clearly better than your record indicates. And, and I just, I genuinely hope you get, you know, this shine from one of these bigger promotions does come knocking for you sooner than later. I, I truly believe that it's going to happen. You know, I like I've told my coaches, I've told everyone around me, I feel like a world-class athlete um, mentally, physically, emotionally, and that's who I should be competing against as other world-class athletes, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, that's – to me, it's it's going to – it's it's inevitable. It's going to happen at some point. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and keep doing what got me to where I'm at now. And uh, – you know, it's going to happen and it's going to, you know, take off. Yeah. So. Well, the mentality is totally dialed in just as it was before your last fight. So you've got, you got a wedding, your own wedding, then you got a friend's wedding. And yeah. then we'll, we'll see, we'll see where the Ethan Goss career goes from there, man. But wherever it is, you know, we're going to be excited if it's for us, obviously extra excited if it's for Bellator, UFC, PFL, wherever it goes, man. We're here, and we always appreciate the time, dude. I'm not going to keep you too much longer. I'm sure you got to go kick Cam Allgaier or something in the shins or something. Yeah, he's up there. I'm going to kick him in the head. Yeah, go ahead. Let him know that's from us. Uh, right. But, yeah, dude, I appreciate the time as always. I'm sure we'll be catching up very soon, and uh, your matchmaking check is in the mail, Ryan said. All right, great. He's still going to suck these nuts, though. So. <laughs> that was the only stipulation. <laughs> I, I do think that was in the contract actually he didn't yeah. read the fine print so i mean yeah. that's on you ryan <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be teabagging him as soon as i see him <laughs> that's beautiful oh. well fair, fair warning ryan don't say you weren't warned whenever it happens <laughs> <laughs> all right so, brother all right, man thank you it's always sure, an man. honor yeah same to you my man go enjoy the rest of your night yeah you too buddy we'll see you yep later dude bye